This episode brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do. People know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. So visit Basecamp.com. Two men and a time machine went back to October to claim all that was lost. These are their stories, which are actually your stories. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Their Stories, Your Stories. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. Uh, this is a Blurry Photos mailbag supplemental. So if you are new to the podcast, this may or may not interest you. I think it will. We make it fun. If you are nude to the podcast, it Ooh. may or may not interest me. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I pre-guarantee my interest. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you are not familiar with this, we're bad at reading. Uh, we try to read all the emails, but we can never get around to it fast enough. So this is to catch us up and we will be caught up. That's right. And then we'll probably try to stay caught up, which we've, we've said every time, right? Well, yeah. But yeah. think of the mail as a Pokemon. Uh-huh. Do you have to catch them all? Yeah. yeah, we do have to we catch do. them all. You're right. A Pokemon predator. Listener mail, I choose you. Uh, I'm going to take this moment to give a, uh, I don't, you know what we should do is we should take some pictures of, of our recording area, which I feel like maybe we did, but maybe we didn't. I should probably clean it up in that case. Yeah, we've got a pretty legitimate setup here. I've got an overstuffed, it's a quote unquote camping chair. It's like 40 pounds. No, no one could ever camp with this chair. It's mm-hmm. like a Barca lounger that's, that folds up. But more importantly is Flora's mic stand, which is on loan from Steven Tyler. It's got, it's got like a fine, I don't know. Let's, they're they're pseudo silk probably. Yeah. They look like pantyhose, little, little bandana shawl things tied to it. Uh, <laughs> we've got our, what we call our finger dinglers. These are our, um, our plaster casts of fingers attached to string that we got from goat girl. <laughs> As well as uh, genital Christmas decorations. It's like two two ornament balls and then one ornament shaft <laughs> all attached together, which are awesome. That's right. Flora's got a a, a Krampus. Yeah. Walnut Krampus. And he got me a Krampus at uh, Chris Kindle Mart this year. So I don't have anything else on mine but my hat. I always stick my hat on the other side Hang and then the forget hat on it. There, but yeah. There you go. I don't know. There's a little mental picture for you. Of our mics. Yeah. Um, Flora's not wearing pants. He never wears pants. The things ever. Uh, That's why I have to wail on his junk all the time because <laughs> I'm tired of seeing it. I'm hoping he'll cover it with something protective. I'm just trying to change the color. <laughs> One time he got like just a, a clear lucite cup, and that was awful. <laughs> That's just the worst visual. Lucite. Yeah. Wow. So we're gonna we're gonna do listener mail, huh? Let's uh, let's do it. You know what? I've changed my mind. Let's just do that musical that we've written. All right. Nah, listener mail it is. Listener mail without fail, except for all the failures that have led to this. Who, who wants to start? Me. Uh, well, go ahead. We're going to kick it off with uh, easily, easily our most prolific Facebook fan. Hands down. There's, there's no one coming. 
I mean, I guess Drunk Satan Robot, he's pretty pretty hot on the handle for, for Facebook, but nobody beats Amy. Nobody beats Amy. This is a fact. Amy's great. Yeah. Uh, Amy writes, uh, regarding prizes, rewards for pledging support to the show. Oh, they have the Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. What if we didn't, we did, we finally did our episode on Zoroastrianism, which we have often talked about that we just didn't do it. You would know that people listening to it are real fans, so you could let it be more like a lecture and less like the auditory and intellectual carnival that is blurry photos. I got to tell you, I feel like it would be more of a carnival. I, that's what I was kind of thinking myself. Like, yeah. I think we could get away with a, a lot more shenanigans uh, if it's somebody who wants to hear us. Yeah. And I, I maybe, maybe people are giving us more credit than we deserve. Let me, like, we put effort into making sure we have factual information in each episode with the exception of like the intros which are more or less invented 10 minutes before we record them i think the only things we actually do in advance are the songs yeah well writing anyway that's what i mean yeah we have to write those but yeah you know like we write the songs in advance but actually the the easy part is the carnival part we just make that shit up as we go there's no planning there so i feel like the less cons- cons- bound we are, the less constrained we are by our, our usual standards, it, the, the needle will not shift towards a, a more standard presentation. It will go further afield yeah. in that scenario. Like, I think, yeah. And, and maybe we could try it. I, well, I don't, I, it might like, I feel like if is, is contrary to what so many reviews and uh, YouTube <laughs> comments say, I feel like if we just did the facts, there's, there's no shortage of places you can get those things. Right. So, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I do think we've narrowed down quite a few of the Patreon rewards. <laughs> there, you know, yeah. there, are, there are things I think that we have decided upon that, that will be easy to give to you guys uh, to give back with. And one of them would maybe be a once a month live show where we either do a... a, a reading of stories you know some silly scary stories or uh we'll do something but but yeah. have like a google hangout or something where people can chat in right you know yeah and, something and interactive can, is yeah what we can interact live with people we're kind of trying to f- suss out what the best way to do that is but something of that nature something like that would be one of them and you know yeah. maybe some of our music somebody had mentioned packaging up some of our music and mm-hmm. but so yeah, if you guys still have ideas, please keep sending them yeah, in. Tell Let's, us what you guys want. That makes it super easy, and we don't have to guess. <laughs> For real. It's like Christmas. <laughs> Just make a list and send it to me. I'll send you a gift card. We'll check. Naughty or nice. What else does Amy say? Uh, she says that the Lovecraft episode was fun. Hey. Um, she writes, I'll probably never be a fan. Why did they go mad so easily? I try every day. Keep in mind that like at least some of these people were like already addicted to heroin, you know, like they, they done the best they could to prep themselves for the experience. Uh, but you guys did a great job. Maybe read the first chapter of the King in yellow next time. Hmm. Oh, I don't know very much about that. I know that it was kind of like the, the underpinning mythology to that was the first season of, uh, true detective, true detectives. Yeah. I don't know very much about that, but no, yeah. Oh, Amy also has a mundane super, uh, a not so superpower. Oh yeah. How about extrasensory derpception? The ability to read minds and see the future, but you look like a real dork while doing it. I, yes, I accept because <laughs> then no one would be intimidated by you. Yeah. They, yeah. They'd be like, I could always just throw a hood on. Yeah. 
get under the covers and do it or something. <laughs> Nobody'd yeah, have to yeah. see it. I wouldn't want to look like an idiot, so what I'd do is hide under a blanket most of the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Dave, we've heard from Daniel J. Whoa, this guy sounds wild. (laughs) (laughs) I think he is. (laughs) He says, hello, chaps. How do? Hello. Uh, Been listening for a few months. It was recommended by the Chromecast. Once again, big thanks to the Chromecast. We got to send those guys a check. (laughs) I was going to say box of chocolates, but uh, Mm. now now we've committed ourselves. Said he had a, a sad lunch break, and as he was walking back, he started playing the CryptoBotany episode. And your discussion of the meaning of Christmas with, was both very appropriate and enough to put him back in a good mood to face the rest of the day. So thanks for that. Oh, sweet. I, uh, I barely remember that rant. I uh, I barely remember that key that we sang in. <laughs> yeah. Or or well, there was it was more like a keychain. Yeah. Like all, there was a lot of, of them jangling together. He's got a good uh, show suggestion, and then he said. It would not be right for him to leave us without attempting a little bit of punnage. Ooh. So he shares this. He had a recent realization that Tiwanaku would be a great holiday spot for one Spring Hill Jack, since I'm sure he would be delighted to visit both Lake Titigraba <laughs> and the Kapafila Peninsula. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't live there now. I, I heard so, so, so many stories. <laughs> is, is this really called? Then he just passes out. Says, keep out the good work. Looks forward to working the rest of the way through the show. And also, he says, P.S. If you're curious, I'm a Yorkshireman who's somehow much more on the Firth side of the Firth Van Dyke scale. Oh, you know what? Thank you, Daniel. First of all, thank you for writing. Someone, uh, someone had commented at some point, like you did a horrible Yorkshire ac- accent for our Robin Hood episode. I gotta, I gotta tell you, we didn't a- attempt a Yorkshire accent, right? I don't, I don't know what the- we're not, we're not so sure. I, I, you know what? We could look it up and, and yeah, we're, and we're attempt like it for pretty, real, but- pretty fucking American. So it's like I know Cockney, <laughs> and then I know various levels of refinement. Yeah. But like, and I know, and there's actually an amazing, and I, I don't, I couldn't, I'm sure you could search for it. Like some teenage kid did this YouTube video where he goes through and does every regional accent in uh, the British Isles. Wow. And it's fucking amazing. Like Yorkshire, Manchester, and he, you can hear the difference. Yeah. I'll never like a be aware of them, or but this kid is awesome. Wow. It's like a it's like a five minute primer on everything you'd ever need to know to do every British accent. I, I bet it's a little the same with American uh accents because you've got uh your southern, you've got your Midwest, you've got your uh Boston yeah, accent. But keep in mind how big England is and how how much the accent changes over very small amounts of distance. I mean, like, you know, there's the 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 conceit of my fair lady is that Professor Higgins can tell you what neighborhood you live in based on your your diction. Well, I'm just saying to us, and yeah. when we hear an American accent, we could pr- we could place it just like to them. They hear a Yorkshire accent. Right. They're from London, you know. Something yeah, like that. I think yeah, I think like we get we can do Cockney, and everyone else can do like clangy Texan. You know, yeah. like like everyone's like, oh, there's English, and then there's howdy y'all. You yeah. know, like like my my uh, one of my professors in in college used to to do when he would try to do when he would try to make fun of me uh-huh. he would do just the most stereotypical texan accent yeah that's what i mean and i'm yeah. like dude i do not sound like that 
Right. So it, yeah. but anyways, we'll, yeah, we maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll attempt a, a Yorkshire accent for real someday. Although if we try to to act like Daniel, we wouldn't sound like that apparently. So I guess. Well, well, we just we'll try even exception. harder. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. The wild man. I got one from uh, Antonio. Antonio. Is it Banderas? It's not Banderas. I'll tell you what, it's a real doozy. It's a real doozy of a last (laughs) name. And he writes, uh, just listen to your show on Elisa Lamb. And like Elisa, I'm bipolar and I have a unique perspective on such a case. Good. Uh, And this is great. Um, Yeah. uh, Antonio goes into a lot of really interesting details about what it's like to uh you know to live with uh, bipolar disorder it's, it's something that that dave and i can't comment on so right yeah we, i don't have a clue this, yeah. um so uh, a couple of really interesting things uh he says elisa was more than likely having a manic episode when she chose to go on the trip it seems uh poorly timed and planned as she gets to la with so little money that she's living in a skid row hotel further proof of her being in a manic state at the, about is the uh about the 45 minute mark we talk about um, losing a friend's cell phone after she lost her own phone and then all right. the hashtags and all like that. And he writes, the hashtag she wrote is a classic bipolar talk, uh, rapid emotional switches and not very coherent. Um, she, if, she, if she was having a manic episode, it would explain the elevator in two ways. Um, one, everyone knows about the classic bipolar traits, ups and downs and emotions, uh, risky behaviors and financial, romantic and other a- uh, aspects of life. But what is often not known is that bipolar can also affect how you physically move, uh, just as how Elisa uh, was moving. And if you take into consideration the elevator was in a dilapidated building on Skid Row, you can figure that it's not that well maintained. Could be that the electronic eye that closes the door was on the fritz and Elisa was trying to close the door. Maybe. Sure, it, didn't, it, sure. didn't, it didn't seem that way, but but well. but that's the thing. Yeah. You know, and um uh, her disorder is causing the oddity in both how she goes about it and the way she moves. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the second is that the medications she was on would cause the same odd motions if she went off them without tapering off going cold Turkey, which someone in a manic state would do. Yeah. So, uh, he goes on to kind of discuss some of the other things about, um, you know, theories about how a bipolar would work into her behavior to set the decision to get into the tank and things like that. You know, you just wanted to write to kind of help demystify some of uh, the aspects of mental illness and, and to kind of really get into the nuts and bolts and say like, well, you know, these behaviors, these, these you know, this, this particular disorder can affect people in these ways. And that's awesome. I'm, that's I'm great. Yeah. I yeah. think that's awesome. Very and, glad uh, you wrote yeah. It. Thank you so much for writing that in. Cause I think it's, um, you know, as he writes here, having a mil- mental illness is tough enough without having to, to worry about a forced exorcism. Yeah, uh, you know, some kind of supernatural force. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah, um, great to get another perspective on that. Yeah. So you thank know, you, thank you so much, Aunt Antonio. And also, uh, oh, I got a PS here. The little shop of horror spoof on the on the crypto botany episode was the funniest bit I ever heard on podcast or anywhere for that matter. <laughs> wow. So, woo. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Antonio. Sorry, you, what were you saying, Flora? Well, I was I was going to say I I appreciate his uh, input on the the hashtag thing. I have an opinion that comes from a different place since you and I do comedy. A dark, hateful a, place? A very dark, disturbing, <laughs> dusty, dank meme place. Mm-hmm. But like you and, I, you and I come from comedy. We have a lot of friends in, in the comedy scene, especially here in Chicago. I have seen that sort of use of hashtags as a joke. And not, not just our friends in Chicago, but sort of on a larger scale. When you do the short, choppy kind of sentences but it's all in a hashtag. I, th- I, I've, I think I've even tried some of that with yeah. some of our Twitter posts when there's room for it, but 
we see it sometimes as a form of a joke. Yeah. It's it's a it's a type of humor that is used now in social media and not everybody does it and not everybody can do it. Yeah, there's that like hashtag sorry, hashtag sorry I'm not sorry, right. hashtag starting to feel sorry. You know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like that ha- blap, 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 like hashtag like, if you really knew me, you knew I, I'm really sorry, but not sorry, hashtag. You know, like Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then hashtag and then the word hashtag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I think in the in the younger generations that that are coming out then live in the social media you know there's they're world. always coming out with those new generations well i'm talking about the ones that are on my lawn <laughs> <laughs> the ones i keep telling to get uh, they're with you know they don't even have the decency to have a boom box i don't even know what to complain about <laughs> but um, with the social media uh how it is and and everything that's sort of evolving so I, I see it from that angle as well. I, I, I'm not saying at all that what Antonio said was, uh, doesn't play into it, but uh, we have seen it with people that I, I'm pretty sure are not bipolar. So there's, there's also that, that kind of angle, just specifically for the hashtags. I'm, yeah. I'm not talking about anything else, but it's just something that I think you and I, the, one of the few things we have experience with, we can comment on with that story. But, yeah, very true. But I'm very glad to get that uh, that side of it uh, from someone who lives with that kind of thing. So thanks again, Antonio. Um, Dave, we've heard from Hugh R. Oh, I, I thought it was like Hugh R. An asshole. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to call me a dick or something. <laughs> nope. Nope. Just, uh, just actually someone named Hugh who says, greetings, Dave and David. Greetings. Hello. Uh, says, really appreciate all the work we put into making the show, and we thank you for that. He's got an idea for Patreon, because when we asked yeah. for it, you yeah, know, yeah, what, yeah. what we could throw. Hit me. So he says, is there any chance you might make an album of some of your show intros? Ooh. Uh, in particular, episode 56, the Sleepy Hollow episode, the Raven intro, is one that really stands out as a personal favorite for him. Uh, so he thinks that uh, he thinks if we did something like that, that might be a good thing to offer. That's a great idea. Actually, I, I we should put some of our intros on there, like our great our, our favorite ones. I mean, because let's be honest, they're not they're not all winners. <laughs> <laughs> they're not all. They're, they're totally not. But you know, we could do an album of just the music, and yeah. then we could do like a best of intros kind of thing or yeah. something. I I don't know. Because yeah, you know, like we've got our favorites. I know in our mind, I, I don't necessarily think it's the funniest one we done, but I think our one of our when 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 we sit down to like make a an intro, I think our gold standard is the uh, Six Hags Cryptid Kingdom, mm. the first one of those that we did because because that one you know it's like it's tight for time, tight it's for time. it's dense, dense. The jokes are great, jokes. Well, you know they're there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we like that one. I, per, I think puns per second. Yeah, puns We've per second is per super second. high. Yeah. Uh, I loved El Dorito. <laughs> snacks yeah i don't the know raven the the gremlin yeah the, uh, gremlin. Is the, the title but it was a par- parody of the raven the poe poem so that's that's one of my personal favorites too i think what, what, what do you think your favorite intro is flora well of all time i'm there i'm i'm horrible at these questions that like I they can't all go think out of, of your head yeah, yeah i can't think of anything in the moment and then i'll look back and say well i i, I said this but i really like this one so I, I I don't know if I could say, but I do like the Gremlin one yeah. a lot. I know we were happy with the G.I. Joe ones. Yeah, the G.I. Joe one is one of my favorite. That's that's really up there. I liked, actually, it was one of our first, because uh, for people who listen to the podcast for a long time, 
like intros didn't really start to be a thing until like into the second season, I think. Into it, yeah. Yeah. It was right around it was the summertime because I remember uh, the first Revolutionary War. Revolutionary yes. Wars was the first one. And that's actually one of my all time fav- favorites, the tractor pull. Yeah. Yeah. The Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> podcast, 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 podcast. But we we sort of were doing kind of organic openings yeah. before that. And we just decided to, to make, be like, let's let's do these formally. Kind make of it thing. into a thing. But yeah, that's a good idea. We'll yeah. we'll pick our, our, our greatest hits and put that together. I like that a lot. Great. Thank you, Hugh. Thanks, Hugh. Hugh are great. You and we are grateful. Whoa. <laughs> 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 Jesus. All right, we got a we got a great email from Alex. And he, and he writes, Gents. Yes. That's us. Absolutely awesome show. Thank so you. very glad that I stumbled headlong into it. I've made my way through some pretty solid portion of your catalog now. Uh, between my absurd commute, oh, he's he's local. Oh P- yeah, Pilsen to Libertyville. Oh wow, which means he gets like really really good tacos because there's no better Mexican food in the city than Pilsen. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a Libertyville's fact. a that's a jaunt. Yeah, that is a jaunt. Uh, each workday, he works as an editor, so he said I have headphones in essentially all day. Thus, the entertainment offered up, if not the appropriate inappropriate laughter outburst you both cause at my otherwise silent cube farm, <laughs> is greatly enjoyed. Go off, go off. Uh, much obliged. Cool. Um, he's working on a theory regarding uh, cryptic, maybe Bigfoot in particular, encounters that he thinks that we will enjoy and appreciate. Okay. Having to do with traumatic response and other very real worldly explanation aspects. I guess I guess that was a teaser because he's moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Keep the cards close to the vest. Um, in the meantime, I have some quick input on the Elisa Lamb case. Oh, okay. Um, you can see where we're at in our listener mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're working through it. Come on. Come on. Come on. My girlfriend and I both work very good jobs and are quote unquote respectable members of the public at large, but by and by we like to cut loose at concerts. I feel like there's uh, going to be an admission of drug use in the immediate future of this story. <laughs> uh, it's, it's our treat to ourselves. And as such, this tends to involve some things <laughs> ding, ding, ding. ingested to expound the enjoyment that much more cough, cough. Now, my girlfriend was at a festival just before meeting me and a fringe friend of her group joined them. She was like, uh, she was a girl on many, many antidepressant medications, just like Ms. Lamb. That girl, uh, rolled that night. Okay. I barely understand this. That means that she was on E. Okay. On ecstasy. If you're rolling, Jesus Christ. Rolling with the homies. Yeah. Rolling with the homies. Cause I'm keeping it real. Cause I'm keeping it real. Cause I'm keeping it real. Um, yeah, rolling. That's you're rolling when you're on E. Absolutely, everyone's like, "Is it Molly nowadays? <laughs> Aren't they on Molly nowadays?" Uh, they're different drugs, Dad. They're different drugs. It's all the same. You just you, you're rolling with Molly. You're 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 throwing it all away. You want to get high? You get high on life. Get, yeah, get a damn job. That'll get you high. That was that was coming the- home, not having to work for the night. That'll get you high. <laughs> that was- <laughs> Getting a full night's sleep. Get high on that. You want your steak. You want to know what feels good? You want to know what's euphoria? Having your bills paid. <laughs> Phone not ringing off the hook with collectors all night. Own Try a, that. Owning a goddamn house. That'll get you high. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Did your parents ever give you the drug talk? No. 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 My my I my drug talk was this in its entirety. Hey, you want to get high? You get high on life. End of discussion. <laughs> it's like 
all right, well, I'm, I'm kind of a giant nerd who hangs out at church all the time. I don't feel like drugs are in the cards for me. If I needed them to save my life, I couldn't get them <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, all right, back to this, the, the tale. Uh, so she was rolling with the homies, keeping it real. <laughs> and the interactions of that and her, uh, medications were terrifying. She was seeing things, hearing voices and was utterly paranoid and ultimately was terrified of being left alone. And she also had crazy, crazy body movements. So he was saying, you know, it wouldn't be at all surprised if, if, you know, seeing this in someone else, he was like, wow, this now I'm, now I'm dealing with this and on a firsthand basis. That's interesting. Yeah. And he said the arm and hand movements are so dead on for someone on E, you know, like probably in her head, she looked amazing. And then he also uh, says that, you know, things get very, very hot when you're on uh, ecstasy hmm. and that she could have been, you know, trying to cool off, trying to cool off. Um, you know, he said, I know it's flimsy, but the behavior didn't seem possession esque to me, just too many drugs. So a couple of, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of very reasonable explanations. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of what we landed on too. Some yeah. Kind of reaction with not me. I was going with the possession the but, whole time. Uh, you tell me I'm a liar. <laughs> I guess from the research, you know, we, we, we didn't know if she went out and partied or whatever, or we, I think we even mentioned there was the possibility like maybe somebody slipped or something, you know, you never know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, but and, I, I think I would have to still lean towards there's, you know, a mixture of drugs. That's maybe something is, is prescription, maybe something's recreational and never the two shall meet. I yeah. Yeah. It's just a bad interaction. Uh, so he, uh, seal, uh, sends us off with a few puns. Oh my. There was an oil baron in America who'd been acting very strange with a history of illicit substance use. And there was a real worry that he was smoking frack. <laughs> He's an oil baron. He was making, <laughs> uh, still better than those slimy ETs who are very slow, who, who very slowly tried to conquer the beaches, the snailians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, with all the race relation issues in this country with the cops and the people, you'd think that they'd bring in a good talker, someone who can spin a good yarn. You know, maybe Officer Edgar Allan Popo. <laughs> I threw the good. officer it's part good. in there. It's good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Yes. Alex, when we get our, our live venue set up, uh, you'll have to come and see it. Yes, you will. Because you're local, son. We'll, we'll probably be closer than Libertyville. Yeah. Bring us, bring us some El Pastor, man. <laughs> Well, marinated pork, son. Dave, we've heard from Jake. Jake Busey? N- n- no. Uh-oh. Did I say it like, Jake? <laughs> Can you hear the teeth? No. <laughs> That's um, you can't blame Jake for his dad. Although, did you know there's another Busey kid? Oh, no. And um, he, he, he won't ever go by his first name. He just goes by his first initial, A. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's not Jake Busey. There is like another Busey kid who you can see it in his face, but he's like, he's a pretty big cat. This guy's like rocking like three, 350 pounds. And he's like a, a, a reporter for Playboy's, I guess they're online, whatever. Remember I mentioned in a previous episode that I spent a bunch of time watching videos about juggalos. Oh yeah. Um, he, he was like doing like a, a little brief documentary about the gathering of the juggalos. This dude is covered in tattoos. I mean, he he like, he was the perfect guy to send it. He just blended in seamlessly. <laughs> but I was like, Jesus, there there's like the, there's a lot of Buseys out there, man. Uh, Jake says, uh, just discovered the podcast and loves it. Uh, Woo! 
he he listens to it while drawing or you know playing the video. Sweet. He liked the Henry Kaifek episode, and he says he says we said something to the effect of this would be a horrifying book. Nobody should do this. So he's going to do it. <laughs> yes, that is exactly the kind of people I like listening to this podcast. Oh, really? Tell me what else I can't do. <laughs> Jack booted e thugs. <laughs> Audio, audio thugs. Yeah. He says, if I wrote a small snippet of this, would you guys like to read it? And if we liked it, he, he would try to make it longer. So, sure. Yeah. Send it, send something in, Jake. We'll, we'll take a gander at it. We're, I, I promise we're totally literate. Mostly. We're Almost totally completely. Mostly literate sometimes. Literate. So, thank you, Jake. Yeah. Oh, f- yes. Oh, fi- finally, we're getting, we're getting to some real nitty gritty here. We got an email from, uh, Drazuka. Draw Zuka. He writes, on the contest of Pick Flora's Tattoo, (laughs) I suggest a Chrononauts logo, which I'll be happy to draw for you. Oh, wow. The reference of my art skills. He's got uh, uh, on Twitter. Anybody want to check it out? It's at Draw Zuka, spelled just like it sounds. He did a satyr, and alternately that the goat woman tattoo would look pretty baller as a tramp stamp. (laughs) Oh, did you do the, the, the female? He's not here. He won't answer you. I would love to see. I would love to see a Chrononauts logo. But keep in mind, Les Masterson is the the fighter pilot. No, Ace Ace fighter pilot and Ace pilot fighter. Yeah, one of us is Brinkman Parts was the Ace fighter pilot. Oh, okay. Les Masterson is the pilot fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know it's it's such a brilliant program to create a uh, a a unit of men trained just to fight the pilots. Why why bring the planes into it? (laughs) Get them before they get to the planes. <laughs> uh, Hang out at all the volleyball courts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Draw Zuka was the one who did uh, the kick-ass female satyr and uh, tweeted it to us. So. Show me. Oh, shit. I didn't see this. This is awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I'd, I'd love to see a Chrononauts logo. I haven't even gotten that far in thinking about it. Yeah, that's a good point. I dig I, it. I barely made it past uh, making Chrononaut Legos. Everybody check that out. Draw Zuka. Be impressed. Like I said, love to see a Chrononaut's logo. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, he's got, he also hits us up with some mundane superpowers. Oh, yes. Give how, it to me. How about the ability to cure yourself of any sickness, illness, or disease? That includes hangovers and any, anything that shows up on Oregon Trail. But every time <laughs> uh, and anything else that could show up on potentially, say, the Oregon Trail. But every time you use the power, you take five years off your life. Is, I mean, you, you got to be real ill to want to cure it. You know, it couldn't just be, oh, I've got a sniffle, right? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, and he's got one last little post-it note here. Uh, when we were talking about Smedley Butler, we mentioned in that him being the highest decorated Marine, which he was until he died, but was then superseded by the, uh, the highest decorated Marine in history, Chesty Puller. Uh, because uh, Drazuka is a former Marine, and so he well, knows. Drazuka. That's right. He also knows to say good night, Chesty, wherever you are. Huh. So yeah, Chesty Puller. I have. I, you know. You it know. Sounds what? like a fake name, it but that sounds guy was like a, a fake that name. Guy was a bad motherfucker. I, you you have to be bad motherfucker to pull that name off. I yeah. Mean. I mean, it, it sounds. I mean, Chesty. Hi, Puller, is there a Chesty Puller here? Chesty Puller. Is a chrono knot. <laughs> he true. probably was from the year thirty seven hundred and came back and was like, "I like it around here. 
I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm Colonel. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Drazuka. Thank you, Drazuka. For blasting us with your talent. Dave, we've heard back from James the Skeptical Oki. Oh, my goodness. Good friend James, who uh, who had me on his uh, pod- podcast. Oh, that's yes, yes. Sorry, I couldn't make it on there. And that that would be the Unseen Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. I, I listened like, to it. I'm so sorry. I, I, I couldn't that night, and Flora got to... to Hog all the glory. You get a damn glory hog. I'm a glory hog. He says, just for the hell of it, thought you guys might like a Bigfoot haiku. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Large, hairy, and unknown. Alien, man, beast, or something else. Bigfoot needs to shave. He does need to shave. <laughs> get a job, you damned hippie. <laughs> uh, he's also got some uh, tattoo suggestions. Oh, sweet. What's Flora going to get a tattoo of? It's it's been so long. Oh yeah, no. Flora has to get a tattoo when we if we get uh, a thousand likes by the time we do our drunken episode. That's that was the deal. I I don't remember if that was the deal, but that's the deal now. That was I, well, no no just because no. What's the matter, dude? Do you not want this podcast to be successful? One of them is I suppose some people believe that the words. The words. Oh, nice. Or perhaps can we can he get that above his uh his front parts? <laughs> He's he's got one of those for that coming up. <laughs> uh, the next one is proof or GTFO. Nice. Here's the here's the one that you requested. Uh huh. Placebo and then a down arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's mocking your genitals. Or I want to believe, and there's a, a silhouette of Bigfoot, and then under that, but I need proof. <laughs> I want, I want you to get, I want to believe is a tramp stamp. <laughs> One more. He says, how about a sleeve with all the cryptids we've covered? Left or right arm? My choice. Oh, that'd be awesome. That might be, that might actually be a, a cool one if you had the right person. Yeah. You got it. a cool yeah. artist and just. Yeah. Did a, did a whole sleeve of cryptids. Oh man. And then like a uh, uh, knuckle tattoo. So when all four knuckles are out, it says meow, meow, meow. <laughs> uh, thank you, James. Yeah. Thanks, James. How about the the most evil concentrated piece of rock in the entire fountain? The evil pebble. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, you right. Guys hey, guys. Your, your handles. Since I have no friends, I'm declaring you're my best friends. Oh, okay. So lonely. <laughs> I accept. But now I'm mad because you didn't send us anything for our birthdays. Well, See, I mean, if we're best it, friends, dude. Turn it back around. At least a card. <laughs> Uh, it says, thanks for making my days tolerable. I found you guys on the Voynich episode when I was knocking around on the iTunes a few weeks ago, and now I'm hooked. Awesome. Nice. Wanted to tell you a story from my childhood. When I was a kid growing up in Texas, I would tell my parents about the aliens visiting me. Yitch. <laughs> I called them the pancake aliens. For the longest time, I thought I was just having cool dreams about aliens that played basketball with my brain and would teach me about geography, which I have since made a career of. Uh, Since they were tall, from a kid's perspective, with flat heads that, to a six-year-old, would seem very much like a pancake. Well, in recent years, after I left the Army, I had really vivid dreams of the same things that terrified me. I don't know if it's just a resurgence from my imagination or what. I tend to be skeptical, but I thought you guys might take interest. And you are correct. You're correct. Yeah, that is weird. Because, yeah, if if you had, you know, like, kids are so accepting of, of strange inputs like that. That if you had, I like the idea, it's almost uh, uh, Lovecraftian, the idea is an adult having the dreams of a six-year-old and being terrified. Oh, man. Right? You know, like. That's, yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty. Write it. There you go. 
also what's up with the missing back catalog on iTunes? There are a lot of missing and I, yeah, we, uh, unfortunately iTunes will only give us so much real estate. Um, and so, uh, if you want uh, any of the previous episodes, they're all on our website, blurryphotos.org. Yeah. Uh, you can download them or you can stream them from the website. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm afraid that iTunes will only let us carry so many episodes at once. Here, Here's the re- reason why I have to make the file sizes a little bigger to keep the quality. Yeah. If if I made them smaller, we would sound like shit. Yeah. And you might notice that some from some other podcasts. They, yeah, they kind of sound kind of yeah. crappy. Uh, Kyle and Cam on Expanded Perspectives made a good point. They made a great <laughs> discussion. You were going to say, yeah, Kyle and Cam, Expanded Perspective really sounds like shit. No, <laughs> no, they sound great. They were just talking about it, uh, that episode that we were on. Right. Uh, they were they were talking about how there's so many podcasts and that audio quality really becomes an issue. Like yeah. it's. It's, it's a it's another thing that will separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, exactly. So we, we try to keep that as high as possible. But yes, all of our episodes are on the website. So if you're ever looking for a, a fix from the back catalog, blurryphotos.org yep. sets you up proper, son. Yep. And I'm up to like episode 41 or something yeah. on YouTube, if if that's your bag. Or just give us a call on the phone. We'll just like just make up an episode on the fly and we'll just talk to you about it. <laughs> you know, if you call Flora, you can play the role of Dave Stecco. Call me. You can be Dave Flora. You know, we'll do that. Or what's your phone number? It's 555. Five, five. Oh, damn it. I'm not falling for that again. Anyway, thank you, Evil Pebble. Thanks, Evil Pebble. Got an email from A.R. Foster. A.R. Foster. Automatic Rifle Foster is his name. Yeah. Yep. And he 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 doesn't. There's no uh, there's no semi-auto here. He goes full auto in this in this email. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, Wanted to write in and say thanks for the laughs and let us know that he heard about us through the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Hey, it works. So that, yeah, he writes. So that <laughs> shit really does work. <laughs> and that the, those lovely ladies of Candy Chat have become a part of my doctor prescribed podcasting diet. Nice. Yes. Most doctors will not prescribe that much candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, his first episode was Yokai. Listened to it about the same time that Hinter Kaifek came out and was absolutely hooked from that point on mm. with the true crime ones like Hinter Kaifek, Bloody Benders, Elisa Lamb. And the ghost stories being some of his favorites. As uh, someone who's only recently gotten into the pun game, I was not expecting to the podcast to have them or that I would enjoy them as much as I have. Yeah, we're always surprised that we enjoy puns too because because <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't. It's like it's like a really stinky cheese. We're like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Man, sometimes they can be too stinky though. You ever get the ones that really have that that like open cavern taste that oh, yeah. comes in through your nose, like the back of your nose? It's like, hey, heard, heard y'all having a party. Just thought I'd stop by. <sighs> Kim Kim brought some cheese over uh, last time she was in town, and it was really good. It was like a really like like kind of brie like cheese, and I I called it fart in the mouth cheese because it was like you enjoyed eating it, and then it was just like you had a fart in your mouth. <laughs> fart in the mouth cheese. Fart I'd, mouth cheese. I'd still eat it. Fart mouth cheese. The hard part about coming up with puns after listening to the podcast is that I can't tell what my uh, what are my puns. And uh, what are you and your listeners' puns? Oh, yeah, I get that. Uh, but I feel like I have finally found some in that uh, that are, and I have hope original, actually not garbage. A church in my hometown has finally instituted a much needed technological innovation. As the aging attendees have become more and more frail, the ability for them to watch uh, from home without having to risk the harsh outside world has been a massive hit. I always knew that the church would should get involved with remote pewing. <laughs> 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 I used to work at a bookstore until recently, and one of the books people are looking for, Baby's First Book of Anti-Establishmentism, always pick up is Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, I look forward to hearing your pronunciation of his name. Yeah. 
How about that? I just f-ing rolled right through it. Um, Who's this now? <laughs> uh, it's pretty obvious that they just want to get it, uh, get it because they've seen the movie and they want to fight people without really understanding <laughs> what the book is about. Either way, I've talked with some people and we've found a safe place for them to all hang out. We're shopping some names around and the process has been difficult, but we finally settled on the lost Brawloni of Dumb and Broke Island. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Can a right that that's the cheese that's a fart in your mouth is what that is it's it's delicious and rich but then you're like Did someone fart in my mouth <laughs> through the back door automatic rifle also uh included a, a, a really great story here that we might actually use in a future time so we're putting it on the side stack um and finally a question for you and i flora he read somewhere that our seemingly strange interest and fears in this life reflected how we lived and died in our previous life I've always had a strange interest in death and dying and have always been afraid of knives hitting bone. So if the theory is to be believed, I was probably a mortician in a previous life who was stabbed to death with a knife. I feel like well, most everyone's afraid of knives hitting bone. <laughs> I don't feel like that's a terribly unique one. I know I personally am not a... Yeah, It's in the bone. <laughs> it's in the bone. <laughs> Excuse me. Your balls are showing. <laughs> Bubblebee tuna. You know, actually, I always, uh, and this is in the, in the most random times, this is a, a true thing. I had this image in my head of rebar stuck through my left arm, like in three places. Wow. And I don't know where it comes from. You, uh, you fell from something. You had to f- have fallen and gotten impaled on it. I'm guessing. Oh my God. What if I was a bridge man? Over the Colorado something, then I fell and missed the concrete on the rebar, and it f***ed up my left arm. (laughs) Then they left me there, because they're a bunch of dicks. (laughs) I was a podcast man. (laughs) Yeah! You got a good Willie Nelson. I was a solid Willie Nelson. What about you, Flora? No. I ain't scared of nothing. Nice! (laughs) Uh, No, I I mean, I I can't think of anything. I'm okay with heights. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe I do have something. It, sometimes I'll get the sensation of falling, mm-hmm. I, but I'm sure everybody does it at some point or other. But when I, when you I do play, drink a lot of bourbon, well, when I, uh, when I play a video game and my character will go off uh, a cliff or, oh, yeah. you know, if, or if you're going down the side of a mountain or get, there's get, a big drop, you get that in Minecraft. I get that in Minecraft. Yeah, I get my, that. my heart does a sort of like kind of jump or, or like a, a flutter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm afraid of like VR Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Mm, that'd be weird. But I, I don't know if there's anything, you know, if that's something or if that's just something everybody gets, but true. That's, that's about it. Other than that, I'll fuck a bunch of shit up. I don't give no shits. Yeah. Look at this badass. Uh, assault rifle Foster writes, keep up the great work. Thanks for all the laughs. And I know you don't like people apologizing for long emails, but seriously, look at all the shit I typed out. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right. Uh, he writes, A.R. Foster, who believes that others should give nicknames because giving yourself one is for squares. So true. Fully automatic rifle Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing. Thank you. Dave, we've heard from Jenno. Oh. Relatively new fan. Found us through Alcoholywood. Oh, sweet. So thanks to those guys. Yeah. Loves the show and is a Scott. A Scott. With a subscription to Scott's magazine. <laughs> Scott, Scott, I uh, really like the I'm Theory Amor episode. Actually, been up to the summit, summit of Ben McDo before uh, on a day where there wasn't much fog. 
felt pretty secure, but a woman they met on the walk swore she felt something oppressive about the place. She said she didn't really think about that again until she heard our episode and, you know, was glad to hear something that wasn't just Nessie out of Scotland. Yeah. And she'll finish with a pun. She says, I'm not very good at them, but if the Scottish gave up just because they weren't good at something, we wouldn't have football teams. And then where else would we get our institutionalized racism and Catholic Protestant rivalries? Church? Ah. <laughs> she blames sports. <laughs> uh, I'm from a place called the Inner Hebrides from an island. Oh, bam, bam, bada, bam, 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 bada, bam, bada. Hebrides overture. It's a great one. Laura knows about classical music from an island called Tiri. In the Outer Hebrides, there's also an island called the Isle of Lewis, and on it are some pretty great pre-Christian monuments. One of them is sort of like the Scottish Stonehenge, uh, the Callanish Stones. They just call it Stenge. <laughs> Stenge. <laughs> They're somewhere in the ballpark of 5,000 years old, and whilst they form a circle in the monument center, stones coming out from the circle form a big cross. A couple days ago, there was this horrible gust that blew through the Hebrides, and the storm was so bad it actually blew some of the Calanish stones over. Because they're in a cross shape, they all fell onto one another like dominoes. Now they're all at an angle, still standing, but leaning on one another. So they've renamed them. Now they call them the Fallenish stones. <laughs> uh, P.S. I've written to Scots Magazine about the inclusion of a section <laughs> pending response hell yeah was it was it a session or was it there's <laughs> a list of <laughs> for the week <laughs> yeah, they- angus mctiernan <laughs> yeah, that would be great <laughs> leon newell <laughs> <laughs> all right thank I- you jeno hey flora yeah Got an email here from A. It's that bloke again. That bloke again, eh? He writes, greetings from Dan Under. Well, greetings, bloke. Yeah. <laughs> he writes, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Your Aussie, your Aussie, pronounced Aussie, not Aussie, accents are terrible, and I'd like to offer some tips. <laughs> oh. Here's the thing. <laughs> from day one we have said how terrible yep. those accents are <laughs> yeah i don't know i i and i i, I think that we uh, cannot do yeah this bloke is it. just agreeing but he put some pointers in here well this we, is good here I'm we go here interested. we go don't pronounce unimportant vowels what an australian concept <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting your time <laughs> you're wasting your tin yeah <laughs> we're inherent lazy so we'll shorten words at every chance Australia is Australia. 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 That's A- become Afternoon is Arvo. <laughs> Arvo. Arvo. What are you up to? Chapter. Chapter. See, this is the that kind worked. of that Alan was saying to me that I could never understand. Oh, I see. I knife. Chapter. John You want a cookie? John Cookie. Talk through your nose. Your mouth is where, is is there purely for the consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Don't wear it out with talking. <laughs> Never answer a question with the answer. Answer with what the answer isn't. <laughs> I for do example, that sometimes. Hey, well, yeah. Um, not no, bad. No bad. No bad. How big is it? Not huge. <laughs> not huge. Uh, related is the response. Yeah, nah. Which <laughs> which means no or nah, yeah. Which means yes. Nah, yeah, nah. Could be any bloody thing, so best change the subject to footy or beer. Uh, this is great. Yeah, more, nah. 
More from you, bloke. You're helping. Nah, yeah. Why aren't you writing a, a guide to us to, to Straya? <laughs> to also related is the insult versus familiarity tangent when greeting people. Oh. Basically, you call your mate's asshole and your enemy's mate. <laughs> no, I don't know why no one does. We just do it. Dave and I do that, too. Keep your assholes close. And your mate's closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... So yeah, I reckon those tips should help you out, but to be sure, you should probably do an episode on Aussie mysteries and or cryptids to really give you a chance to practice the nuances. Until next time, keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Hey, it's that bloke again. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, we... we nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah. We will. Uh, nah, yeah. We, no, won't not. <laughs> we won't not. We could. We could. Um, yeah, cause we, we, we did, uh, the, the bun yip, uh, that was pretty great, but there are, there are so many more things. What oh, else yeah. did, there? It, um, uh, the yeah, memes uh, were in one, one of the miscryptids. Yeah. I was going to say we had then the miscryptids. So yeah, we've got a few more. I would love to do that. Cause I, you know, There's me, plenty I, do, yeah. I, that's an accent I love to butcher. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was a great one. Uh, we've heard from, Oh Jesus Christ. It's the tap dancing Kaiser. <laughs> no, I- all right, got the cash. Right. Hi, Juju. Damn, tap dancing Kaiser's outside. Tap dancing Kaiser's outside. Juju, stop oh, no. playing that piano. He'll hear you. He's up on that flagpole again. I, I, I don't want any part of oh, you. Oh, oh. You damn dancing line. You, you, you filthy old crowd. You, you, you come to my house. You, you try. You're trying to steal whatever you want with your with your shiny dancing shoes. <laughs> And you, you shine your spark on your hat. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's 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 the what's the big idea here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me with that helmet of yours. <laughs> 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 uh, Jimmy Stewart is ninety percent stammer. It's funny. We were watching Wonderful Life this this Christmas, and and it's just funny the scene where he finally like him and Mary like kiss. Oh, and, and it's just like Memphis. He, he like shit shakes her like he he's like confessing his love but he's also angry at her and he's, he's just screaming about all the shit he doesn't want right, to do right and he just he shakes the hell out of her and then they just like put their necks on each other's faces and stuff and yeah it's like, there's that, that type mouth like tooth mash like <laughs> oh, George, George, George. the guy's on the phone like what's going on yeah hey Hee-haw. <laughs> uh so the tap dancing tap dancing kaiser says um got to the black eyed kids episode he said his grandpa fought in Europe during World War II. This might actually be a tap dancing Kaiser dude. Shit. One day early in his deployment, France. Yeah, no, my, my little brother was a war hero. <laughs> uh, his squad had been pinned down in a building all day from sniper fire. Their captain wasn't going to risk losing any men in the darkness, so he decided to keep them there overnight. Said a company of Shermans were too far away to offer any assistance. That's tanks. <laughs> So they blocked off all the windows and doors except for one. As his story goes, he was pulling duty guarding the door when a light but persistent knocking began. He immediately grabbed his rifle and moved towards the door. At this moment, he described a feeling of great anxiety that he hadn't felt since D-Day. He still went to the door and was able to look outside through a crack. He expected that he would see a German soldier standing there, but it was only two children. Weird. Said he couldn't shake that uneasy feeling as he cracked the door open. One of the kids was looking down. The other seemed to be between 11 and 12. He looked up and down the alley to make sure the Germans weren't around because this could be a ruse to capture the men. It was at this moment that he realized that before they had taken this defensive position, they'd cleared all the buildings of civilians and the only way to the other side of town was down the road that these snippers occupied. 
he looked back at the children and that's when he saw the eyes completely black and hollow. They asked if they could come inside and go to the bathroom. Totally unnerved. My grandpa slammed the door. He went and got his replacement for duty and told him what he had seen. The the other soldier cracked the door and said he saw nothing. He told my grandpa he'd better get some sleep. His eyes were playing tricks on him. And so the Kaiser says, I would have asked my grandpa about what happened, but he passed away several years ago. He can't, be for certain if this was embellishment or if he really had seen black-eyed kids. Either way, God, it's already a terrifying story. You're pinned down at night, right? Yeah, and then in, and in then the, the black-eyed kids are like, "Hey, let me, let me make this worse for you." Oh man, great story, tap dancing Kaiser. No, 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 get get on back out of here. We we don't want you at Bedford Falls. I don't want your black eyes. I don't want you using my bathroom. I don't want your plastics. I don't want any of it. <laughs> I'm to send my daughter Zuzu out here to paint your balls all over the side of this alley. You understand me? What if Jimmy Stewart was actually uh, some sort of early bionic man? It's <laughs> just like, are you going to get out of here? And I'm going to show you how. <laughs> let, me, let me just jump this creek here. <laughs> well, the, the savings and loan had the money. They had the, they, they had the, the, the damn technology. So now I can just lift this car away from the tree. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his, his nemesis is a robotic man in a wheelchair named Pot R. <laughs> I was like you, George, but they couldn't save my legs. So now I just sit here and plan, and this whole town will be mine. <laughs> You're not going to get any of that, Pot R. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, there you go. There's our next radio play. Oh, God. I uh, got an email here from Peyton Bob. Oh, it's a very simple question. Pete and Bob sent us a copy of uh, Zorro the Gay Blade with uh, 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 Hamilton. Uh, uh, George Hamilton. George Hamilton. Wants to know if we watched it yet. We haven't, and it's my fault. We had a whole night planned out. As a matter of fact, Flora's girlfriend even uh, made up a cocktail called the Gay Blade, uh, and I ended up having to leave uh, for work. I had, to, uh, I had to get out of town for a couple of days. Actually, it sounds like I was fleeing something. I had to go to one of our offices and I, 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 for work, I had to leave. So I ruined the whole thing and we haven't gotten it rescheduled yet, but we did have a, a whole to do about it. Actually, we built a little, little, little evening and had some friends over about it. So once we get that rescheduled, which should be pretty soon, it's a oh, good yeah, time can, for that. So we can, we can get that done. So that's time. entirely really my fart. That's my fart. It's your fart. That's my fart, it's- Peyton Bob. So Art in your mouth. That's me. We'll Sorry. get to it, Peyton. Yeah, we damn right we will. I can't wait. Because I, I feel like I saw it when I was super young, but I don't remember it very well. Because I think I've it was it, it was a so. double feature of that and Love It First Bite. Double feature. All right. So thanks, Peyton Bob. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. And and we will report as soon as we do. Too right. Dave, we've heard from Ladies underscore pumpkin sixty-nine. Oh yeah. Are you sure it's not hit that blunt 420-696-9669? It's not. Nope. That one was taken. Uh, great podcast, guys. Still on my first season. Just finished the channeling episode. Here's a story. My girlfriend visits a healer, but I am supportive of her, so I avoid criticizing in front of her. So she tells me she saw a few dead relatives and a guardian angel. Oh, The healer gets her into a trance, something like crystallizing healing that's the term she uses. And then my girlfriend says she can see a room with windows. And then the healer asks her what she can see. So the girlfriend replies with windows, chests covered in dust, random items. Could it be a room of requirement. <laughs> then she asks her to pick them up. 
and get it out. But girlfriend says it's heavy. So the healer says a guardian angel will help you lift the items. And then outside it disappears, I guess, into diamond dust. And these items are apparently baggage, which she carries. Uh, like mental, emotional. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of symbolism baggage. going on there. And then she said, "And dead relatives, they visit her and tell her now they are at peace, and they go into the light." <laughs> then there is a very flat emoji face. <laughs> Anywho, I supported her a lot because I thought you know it'd help her with the constant stress and worrying. And surprise, it didn't. <laughs> uh, he says, "I just felt it was a cash churning BS." Oh, and well, he gives a certificate for for one of those. Numerous uh, things that we <laughs> put it on the pile. Uh, but anyways, you know what? Uh, that's ladies what we, pumpkin. That's kind of how we always show up to these, you know, how we end up on these things. It's like, you know, it, I guess it could help if it makes your life go better. Why the hell not? But I, I, I agree. I feel like it's a predatory practice. It is. It is a bit. It is a bit. Yeah. But uh, thanks for writing. Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, got one from Brooke here. Brooke writes, hi, my name is Brooke. Hi, Brooke. And I totally dig your show. Ooh. Thank you. I'm a graphic designer and love listening to your podcast as I draw at work. Nice. 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 Anyway, uh, and then she's got a great show suggestion because she doesn't feel like we have enough episodes about goblins. (sighs) We tried. Big dumb goblins. Yeah. (laughs) Can they get out? Will they get out? Of course they will. (laughs) Here comes Jordan. Big dumb (laughs) goblin. Flying through the air like a big dumb goblin. (laughs) Actually, I mean. Hey, we've done gremlins. Yeah, yeah. So Goblin, I think, goblins are different. And and she even went so far as to uh, do our uh, work for us. Yeah, hit us up with a <laughs> yeah a huge amount of links and stuff. So thanks for the prepackaged episode. Yeah, I dig it. We you could, put that we on. Could the probably pile. do that. Thanks, um, Brooke. Got another one here from uh, Connor the Con Man. The Con Man. He writes, "Hello, gents. Hi. Hey, Con Man. Uh, on your most recent bullstone, looking at the dead." <laughs> With General Ironicus. Oh, hey, Far- hey, we're catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fargo was mentioned. Funnily enough, one of the characters from the TV series, if that uh, that was what was referenced, is played by a former classmate of my younger sister. Hmm. She plays the bratty daughter of the mob leader. Also, oh, yeah. regarding the whole the only white men can safely travel back in time thing, I generally agree, except in some instances of fiction specifically related to Japanese animation. Uh, you got us there. <laughs> Steinsgate. Steinsgate is one such series where race is not a factor. And, it, and an added bonus, said series makes us makes use of the whole uh, John Titor versus CERN story. I don't know what that means. Yeah, John Titor was the guy that showed up in Times Square. I think is that the one, and he got hit by a car or something. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. But well, you know what? Now you've made us think, Connor. And he says, "Happy, have, have a happy New Year." Have a happy New Year. Have a happy, have a happy New Year. You like that so much. Thank you, Con Man. Thanks, Con Man. Dave, we've heard from Lex. Lex, are you an evil super person? <laughs> a super person. Hey, Dave and Dave. Hello. Hi. Writing in to say I still love your stuff and tearfully forcing my boyfriend to convert to Blareverism. Nice. Why tearfully? Uh, okay, so says, any chance of you two ever playing a brief game with the illustrious Ken Height? Would make for fantastic listening. Ooh, I'd like that. I'd be down with that. The hard, the truth be told, the hard thing is Ken is very much the man in demand. He is a demanded man. Uh, he travels a lot. He's he does a ton of like cons and stuff. Yeah, um, we'd probably have to rope a couple more people in to actually do a tabletop thing. I think it'd be fun to do. It'd be you, great. Yeah, you know what? That you know you know what'd be fun to do about that. That might make a great Patreon reward. 
oh we, yeah if we just gamed for like an afternoon broke that into a, a bunch of episodes and that'd be that'd be a ton of fun i love that idea that's that's not not bad not yeah. bad i think i'll say this oh no, yeah not bad <laughs> uh, i i think ken would definitely rather be a player oh yeah uh, oh yeah i, th- I think i think ken, uh, don't quote me on this but i feel like ken might get roped into a lot of gaming scenarios because he knows yeah because he's f-ing great how at to, it. How to also wrangle. he has a a, a a podcast about gaming and how to make gaming awesome all the time Maybe maybe Ironicus could game master it. Who Ooh, knows? Yeah, there you go. Last question: How much would it cost for a full Blurry Photos liquor beer album? <laughs> I'd pitch in at least seven dollars for that work of art. I'll tell you what we we have discussed that more than you can possibly imagine. We both really enjoyed yep. making up shitty country songs. <laughs> so so you you might get your, you might get your uh, your wish on that one. We had a lot of fun doing that. Blame it all on my roots. <laughs> I saw a Bigfoot, and I took his glass of champagne. <laughs> I kicked that son of a bitch in the Sasquatch head. No, 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 no. Those are just a couple of teasers for you. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you, Lex. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it would be it would be a sort of a, a zydeco kind of sound though because I could I could pull out the old accordion oh yeah and I've got the acoustic guitar here so yeah we'll tear everything it else would be probably be electronic but I don't know or will you just find other people that are musicians well yes well well I'll break out the old upright bass oh what That's a right. sound yeah what, what 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 it doesn't have I don't have pickups for my upright bass so we'd have to like really shove a microphone into it oh we'd be fine yeah. Doom, 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 yeah, that's doom, right. Doom, doom, doom. I can, I can, I, I, I can take bass, uh, accordion, and guitar. I can take the blues for a walk on that thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, 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 Flora, <laughs> we got an email from <laughs> Creeping Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping your curtains open. <laughs> <laughs> creeping tom writes hello I j- wait no i just wanted to write to say how much i enjoy blurry photos it's not creeping vincent yeah it isn't creeping vincent but it's still fun to do uh, i'm a comic book artist and you help keep me sane during the long hours of drawing and redrawing I especially enjoyed the Wendigo episode as it reminded me of a strange event during my own childhood. The woods near my home were haunted by a creature said to be a Wendigo, but which turned out to be nothing more than a local man in a faked up monster suit. <sighs> it was just a pretendigo. <laughs> <laughs> Rope no, yeah, he got us. He fish like this. <laughs> he said, best wishes and thanks for all the laughs. Creeping Tom from the UK wants to let us know he's a three on the Firth Van Dyke scale. Oh wow! <laughs> Pardon me, love. To talk today. Thanks, creeping Tom. We had a pretend to go. We did. <laughs> I saw it undress. Yeah. <laughs> it lets me touch the glove. <laughs> Jeez, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it just sounded right. Uh, Dave, we've heard from. Uh, Lunar Kitty says, I would like to send you to the penalty box. Shit. 
after that intro. Yeah. This is uh, for the Krampus Knocked episode. Says, on either missing out on or just not discussing the bizarre, as it sounds interesting, though, as you all had so much damn losing your mind fun, it's okay. But I bet many of us are curious what all you would sell at a Krampus mini festival. I thought, didn't we tell people that there was like the, the, the balloon hats and the t-shirts? I don't There I, wasn't a ton for remember. sale. I think the, the only crafts that I recall is there was hats, some signs, and the balloon hats. Yeah, they, the balloon hats, they had some t-shirts. buttons that they sold out of pretty quickly. And yeah. so, yeah, some t-shirts that also sold out. They had this thing called Harm's Way where you could get molested. Yeah, walk through it and just get beat as you walk through. Yeah, so you just go wild on. We took our picture with the uh, Christmas drag queen yeah. and, and the uh, the rest of the, the crew, the which angels, we put up. But the hula angels. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we didn't, I guess we didn't uh, discuss it enough. Yeah. You know what? There wasn't enough to really call it a bizarre. Yeah, that's but true. But I feel like that might get fixed. Yeah, I feel future. like, yeah, I think they're going to attract more vendors because they really, there was like three things for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could maybe we could set up a booth there. Maybe. Maybe we could call them up and just be like, "Hey, yeah, you've got plenty of room." <laughs> right. We'd like to make money off of you. But uh you know what? We haven't had a penalty box for a while. I feel like there's some things that yeah, people have have uh Yeah, I'm I'm surprised blown, this is but... the first mention that we've gotten. So, thank you Lunar Kitty. Yeah. Arigato gozaimasu, Lunar Kitty. I got a one-two combo from Cthulhu Hungers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he writes, uh, awesomeness as always, guys, that Mel's whole episode may be my new favorite. Just about died when Stecco observed that he literally saw the baby and the baby looked at him. <laughs> also writes, uh, awesome job on the Lovecraft episode. Hey, thanks. Wanted wow. to, to wait to write to tell you I could throw 10 bucks your way since I offered five for a penalty box stint that you guys blew that completely out of the water. So enjoy. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, love the goofy yell in Dagon and the idea that Nerlothotep ended the world early just to show that one heckler. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and he also hits us with a pun. Mm. There's a new restaurant in the old New York neighborhood. Uh, it's just a vacant lot where they only serve mutton. They cook it by lowering a sheep into a bottomless pit in the back, and you eat while huddling over a hot bucket of burning ice. The men in black are trying to shut it down, so don't miss your chance to visit Mel's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> nice. Thanks, Cthulhu hungers. Dagon, Dagon, Dagon. You have to be a real daredevil to live there. <laughs> I mean, only if you want to keep up with the Jessica Joneses, though. Oh, my God. I'm going to put you in a Luke cage. Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Tasted this iron fist. <laughs> Dave, we've heard from Mandy. Hello, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Mandy says, I feel as if I need to defend my profession as an anthropologist. Okay. Uh, or, oh, oh, no. What did you do, Flora? In regards to artifacts found out of context. Uparts? When, when someone finds uh, something of significance, like a knife under a rock, for example, and they move it and clean all the dirt off of it, it loses about 90% of the potential information they could learn from it. Makes an, sense. An anthropologists could learn from it. Yeah. Bugs or any other organic material can be used to date the object. Soil surrounding the find can be tested for disturbance. Anthropologists would also want to test the surrounding area for other items of significance, as well as for signs of habitation. So if you find something and want to be taken seriously by anyone in the anthropology or archaeology field, you need to leave it where you found it as undisturbed as possible and call in an expert. Makes sense. Photography I, yeah. is a great way to, to, to document something without disturbing it in a I context. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what is, do you, does, is there any indicator what episode this is referring to? Uh, oh, it was that episode where we found, um, where we found that pirate treasure and just kicked sand all over it and, and then did a dance around it and then dug it up and then pissed in the hole. Right. Shit. I knew something about that seemed wrong to me as I was doing it. <laughs> she says for a fun, lighthearted look at what something like this would look like, uh, you know, if you want to go through the uh, archaeological, anthropological process uh, of something, take a look at the book Motel of Mysteries by David McCauley. Okay. I like books. And she's got some information about how some archaeologists break down stories uh, in terms of the myth and stuff. There's euimerism, maybe pronouncing, I've never heard of this word, but each time a story is told, the teller exaggerates the story. Over time, a story about a great king defeating an enemy becomes a story about a god leading a battle, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jungian archetype, we are familiar with this one. Different cultures displaying similar mythologies or creatures. Every time um, I get blackout drunk, I save a larger and larger passenger ship. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Etymology, which is how a place got its name. Yep. And she says, the town where I grew up was Whiskey Hill, Oregon. Nice. Someone in the past cleared out a hill to hide his still, and one day it exploded. And that area then became known for that. That's badass. And then monomyth, the generic hero's journey, can be applied from Jesus to Harry Potter. What's the difference? <laughs> If you'd like a pretty it's much Leviosa not- Judas. <laughs> he was like, yeah, don't you worry. <laughs> Wouldn't Judas be the Draco? Yeah. She says, if you'd like a pretty much non-biased guide to religion, she highly recommends The World's the Religions by Huston Smith or Houston Smith. Okay. What if I want low-fat crockpot recipes? Crockpots.com. Well, she, she also suggests setting up a store in PayPal. The thing is, I've got the way to set up the store. It's that... I can't get over the taxes and the shipping and stuff right. to go into it. Nuts and bolts stuff. It, yeah, like that. the the really stupid little ass. stuff. So. We don't want to get our asses kicked by being stupid. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to do anything illegal, and we want to. We don't want. We don't to want make to do pay anything. ninety dollars to ship you a shirt. We don't want to do anything illegal. We could get caught for doing. Exactly. There's an important difference. Uh, thank you, Mandy. Thank you for yeah, all that thanks, information. Mandy. There's a lot of information there. We we appreciate that. That's yeah. awesome. Got one from Emily, the loose spruce moose. Loose spruce moose. Loose spruce moose. She writes, hey, David. Hi. Long-time listener, first-time blah, blah, blah. You heard it all before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love what you guys do, but never felt like I had a reason to contact until Bullstone 12. Oh, shit. We've done 12 Bullstones now? At least. Some bitch. Um, Jay Gish was the 13th, I think. I was kind of blown away by your mention of Marfan syndrome because I have the thing. Oh. I've never met anyone who's ever heard of it, including most doctors I've met. I didn't know that it was getting more well-known, but there it was. It made me feel validated in a weird way. Anyway, I just thought I'd leave this right here. Thank you so much for everything you do and making my nights working graveyard shifts so much more bearable. Also, bring back Divad. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that son of a bitch? <laughs> he's, he's always just one, hey, buddy, away. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he's like Beetlejuice. You have to say his name yeah, three times. Right. Then you can't get rid of him. Uh, so thanks, Emma. The, I'm sorry. The loose spruce moose. Loose spruce Up next, we got the four tree writes. Love the show. I've been listening for a few weeks and going through the archives. Tree, tree, Brilliant tree, tree. Brilliant stuff. Hey, thanks. Uh, just listened to the ley lines episode and was pleased Leylines. to hear us mention the RPG rifts. Oh yeah. Was that was fan- you. Yep. That was me. It was a fantastic game and full of some fun times for me in the nineties. Can't wait for the nuclear war so I can get me some of that sweet psychic nectar, mm. but not seriously slurp now for a shameful bun based on a childhood fear. <laughs> uh, have you ever ha- uh, heard of the cryptid that spent his days mourning over his privileged life while supplying his 
morbid repose colored eyeliner from Hot Topic and listening to the Cure and Joy Division on endless repeat. Who that is? That'd be the Gothman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Utterly terrifying. Especially when he's looking in your window. Keep on being awesome, says the four tree. Well, we'll do it. Yeah, we will. Dave, we've heard from Matthew D. Oh! The tenacious Matthew yes. D. Yes! <laughs> hey, Dave and David. Hey. Hey. He was uh, listening to episode 37, working on his dissertation, heard that one of us went to Antarctica. Yes, one of us did. I, I don't know I, how. I, it's hard to I remember mean, which one. How do you? Because I talk about it every six seconds. He says, I was at McMurdo Station and on the Nathaniel B. Palmer for two months earlier this year. Nice! Sailing out of McMurdo, spent two months in the Ross Sea for scientific expedition. What were you doing there? When did you go? Nice. I was- Hey, Matthew, listen to any episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true! (laughs) I was station support personnel at Abinson Scott, started out in the lofty position of janitor, ended up doing a bunch of stuff with cargo logistics. For the 0203 Austral Summer. There you go. So there you go. Track me down. I They did a whole profile me on me in the Antarctic sun. So you, I think that you could probably track that down in the It's <laughs> great internet. that they have a paper. They do. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And it's for all the U.S. bases down there. That's awesome. I, ho- I love meeting. I hope someone has like a Antarctica. really, uh, 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 a bicycle with huge tires that like goes <laughs> and throws out the paper every morning. <laughs> um, one thing I will, I want to throw in here. Because I'm sure he's just as irritated as I am by that motherfucking Canada Goose Company that stole oh, yeah. the Antarctic program logo for their fucking patches, and it makes me I crazy. I see that all the time. Yep, makes me crazy. Yeah, you because you always point it out and say like, "Hey, that guy went in." Oh wait, <laughs> says uh, keep up the great work, Matthew, uh, PhD candidate at LSU for geology and geophysics. Hell yeah! Well, go Bio Bengals, <laughs> except when they're playing Kentucky. <laughs> thanks oh, matthew man. kentucky lost to lsu already this year they're supposed to come lsu's coming up uh to lexington to play pretty soon though oh, oh. 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 <laughs> it's a t- lana is is it's, laughing her full head off no she's not it's tough to be a louisville fan these days oh my gosh they sorry a, lana didn't they vacate a whole season they well they they've banned themselves from postseason activities which Oof. is not great for the kids yeah i mean why would you punish them for what the asshole administrators do you know? right yeah that's no but, good yikes but sorry, you know what lana. you know what? i take it back uh uh and I think Lana would probably agree with this. This is when it matters more than ever to be a fan. You got to stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. Not me. When they lose a game, I go ape shit and oh, I'm like, yeah. never again. <laughs> I'm never watching again. I won't be hurt by you. I mean, last year they lost one game. Like, how am I, how, how, do, how do I watch any season from now on? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wait All till right. next year. Yep. Next year's, uh, I'll, I'm telling you. Got a couple of emails here from our friend, Hyak. That high-heeled cock. That's the one. Uh, she writes, hi, gents. Hi. She writes, Yuck. it was a rainy Christmas Eve. I was sitting home alone in my tiny apartment with the peeling paint and no heat. I resentfully pay the landlord 20 hildos every month for this hole because it's in Silicon Valley. But I digress. I like doing these as like word jazz. Um, the point is, I was down and out because I was having a lonely Christmas and lamenting the 20% increase in rent happening next week. Imagine my excitement when a fresh new blurry photos appeared in my podcast feed. Oh, joy to the world. (laughs) Thank you both fellows for the laughs and cheering me up. Most definitely hitting the donate button. And hey, 
So you were saying that Mel is single. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find him. That's right. If you can find him. He's got uh, he's got a lot of money he's hiding somewhere. <laughs> no, or, they took it away from oh, him. Oh, that's right. Poops. Uh, she also writes, uh, truckers. I must wholeheartedly agree with Stecco on this one. Oh! I fear long haul truckers the way some people fear clowns. It's the profession of choice for serial killers. She's right. Uh, have you already done an intro skit being truckers on the CB radio? Oh, yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah. What did you don't? Boy, I, I don't tough remember. to pick on the spot for that one, but yeah, yeah, we did because every now and then we would still reference it of like keeping the dirty side down and the shiny side up. Yep. Do yeah. double nickel. Yeah. We, we actually spent, a, we did a lot of research, like getting all of our CB lingo ready oh, to rock. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. I, it, it was around that summer though, that we did yeah. uh, a revolutionary war. Yeah. Mess. I think it was it's a little early, after that. early in that run. Maybe it was, no, it wasn't shadow people. Maybe oh. it was black eyed kids. Maybe. I just I just remember that I listened to C.W. McCall's Convoy a lot. I, I found that one YouTube video of, I forget the name now, but it, oh, was, yeah. it was hilarious. It was a comedy album, but all kinds of trucker talk. So, thank Thanks, Shock. Shock. Uh, David. Yeah. Nerd alert. <laughs> New listener working way through the archives. One major complaint. Oh, shit. Why all the cops slapping support? Imagine me. A lady police officer on patrol in the dead of night, minding my own. <laughs> there I am, protecting and serving. When a spring-heeled hooligan leaps from the shadows and slaps my face, humiliating. I think I think that she's the ultimate foil to Spring-heeled Jack, because yeah. he wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. There's two options. Which, which, what, what? You can't have the dark without he, the light. Yeah, then he just passes out. <laughs> And the uh, whole while, she's just tasing the shit out of him. <laughs> For the record, we neither support stranger booby grabbing, nor do we or support, yeah, or cop slapping. <laughs> and she has a show suggestion. Thank you. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Got a couple of emails from Giannis. Giannis. Our Latvian friend. Nice. Giannis writes, hey guys. Hi. One of your Latvian listeners here, or rather the Latvian listener. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Let's not, let's not be naive about it. Found the show about six months ago and has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts by far. Thank oh, yeah. you. And I was drawn in by the ghost stories and stayed for the puns. Wow. Well done. Now, uh, Giannis has a great story about a Latvian werewolf lore. Oh, yeah. And so, and it's, it's kind of a cool place for stories. It's very Northern country. Lots oh, of yeah. darkness, lots of forests. Yeah. Controlled by Dr. Doom. Everybody <laughs> knows. <laughs> oh, you hear that a lot, Giannis. I'm sure. Sorry, buddy. So yeah, it's a story. It's a great story about a lone traveler. Um, and there's a single vague light deep in the forest. We've heard that kind of thing before. And he sees a man placed on a trestle lying face, uh, facing towards him and two robe hooded figures with wolf heads sawing through him with a two man saw. What? Whoa. From the shoulder to the groin. Yikes. Yeah. But this whole thing is done in total silence, except for the sound of the saw. The traveler flees in terror, summons the town folk to the clearing the next day in daylight. They dig up the area and do indeed find a corpse with, corpse with the matching injuries. Although it seemed to have been buried decades ago. Boogity boogity. Says wow. there's no proper ending to the story. Sorry, but I, I'd have to make one up and I wanted to be true to the source material. Good for I you. respect that. Uh, anyway, I love the show. And to the extent that this is the first time I've ever written to a podcast ever. Good well, job. Thank you, yeah. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, Giannis also pointed out a bug on our website that we got to fix. So thank you very much. Thank you, Giannis. I believe I did fix that. So yeah, yeah if anybody finds anything screwy with, with the website or links or anything, let let us know. Doesn't count as a penalty box, but we will fix it. Yeah. Thank you, Giannis. And, yeah. and say hi to everybody in Latvia for us. Indeed. That's cool. <laughs> this is good. Uh, Dave, we've heard from 
Rhonda of Luxley. Nice. <laughs> Hello, Rhonda. Uh, Rhonda says, listening to the Elisa Lamb episode, another thing to add to the likelihood that she was intoxicated is the Cecil Hotel has 14 floors. The buttons on the elevator are about five rows of three buttons across, and the ones that she were pressing were a vertical row, essentially every third floor. And she may have accidentally pressed the door open button, which might explain why the doors didn't shut for several seconds. Oh, I like that. That's some good analysis. That's good, good observation. That's some CSI shit there. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Up next, how about our great friend, Clairvoyant Katie? Oh, yeah. Our our Bloomington uh, Krampus Night Festival. Yes, the Bell of Bloomington, our Sherpa through a a night of terror and inebriation and fun. (laughs) Uh, Clairvoyant Katie writes, hey, guys, I would love it if you signed up with Patreon. Really cool if you offered us bonus episodes or maybe even videos. I agree. Yep, yep. yep. Also, I have a useless superpower. Tell apathy. You can read people's minds, but you don't bother because <sighs> what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thanks, Clairvoyant Katie. Thank you, Katie. Clairvoyant Katie also has an adorable child. A dinosaur child. Yeah, he's he's mostly dinosaur. Dave, we've heard from Spangler. Oh, nice. Maybe of the Egon variety. We don't Could know. Could be, yeah. Longtime listener, first time web form writer. Might be nice to hear something about the use of auctions to sell off haunted objects and properties. It turns out I can't even use Google to come up with a good auctioned cryptid because it seems supernatural affiliation can be critical can be a critical selling point for every piece of junk and or abandoned property from here to the horizon. Anyways, here's hoping you two have some sort of insight. Uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned that. I do work at an auction house. Uh, I don't think we've ever auctioned anything off that was purported to be haunted. As a matter of fact- Would you know, would they say? Uh, nah. Off the top of my head, the only haunted thing I can ever think of is the figure of a monkey in Persian robes. <laughs> what is that? It's from the very beginning of Phantom of the Opera. It starts at an auction. I see. And that's what starts them re- remembering the tale of oh, what happened at the opera. I see. No, I mean, we, we sold- we erroneously said the gun that killed John Dillinger, but in reality, there was five cops all blazing down an alley. So, but, and ballistics, you know, didn't really exist then very yeah. thoroughly. Um, and he was, could hit, have been. he was hit three times. I believe I, I could be wrong on the number of times he was hit. The long and short of it is, is in order to say you definitely own the gun that killed Dillinger, you actually have to own five guns. <laughs> To, to be 100% But would that certain. make them haunted, though? Right. No, I, I've never heard any of that, that come through. And I and I'll, I'm, I guarantee there are places that specialize, you know, in that kind of item. They probably also sell mogwais out the back door. <laughs> um, Down in Chinatown. Right. But I... Have uh, you ever sold a Jewish cabinet? Maybe. <laughs> but no, I actually, uh, nine years in the business, and I, I've never heard of, of anything, you know, with a a curse or a haunting or any of that thing on it. And I mean, truth be told, if we did hear that, it would never be brought up because, you know, I, truth be told, the auction industry the is pretty, yeah, it's pretty mercenary. You know, it's just like, what's it worth yeah. moving on? You yeah. know, so there you go. Yeah. Thanks Spangler. Got a couple of emails from Mr. Z. Mr. Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Z. Bonjour, Mr. Z. He says, Hey, hosers. <laughs> I suspect him of being Canadian. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Z here. I'm a Canadian luchador from Nova Scotia. Whoa. Oh, oh I listen to you guys all the time as I travel from show to show. And also when I'm at my day job as a security guard, Wait, you're at the really yard, a luchador. I f-ing hope so. Holy sh! I hope so. So much. Uh, I mean, can we at least get a picture of the mask? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh, like a fucking lumberjack plaid uh, plaid mask, or like yes. a big white mask with a big maple leaf. On the oh, front. that'd be awesome! Be like some alpha <laughs> flight shit there. Which God, how the hell do I know that? I don't know anything about comic books, but I knew the Canadian superhero team. <laughs> that was crazy. All right, um, love you too, and <laughs> love you too, knobs. I had to reread that to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. I have a show suggestion and some puns. Would love to hear a show about the legendary Puckwudgie. Oh, yeah. I like the sound of it. And some puns. Why did Adele cross the road? To say hello from the other side. <laughs> I've got a Man, great, they, got... they get that hook in a lot of commercials, I got to tell you. Oh, yeah. I get that going through my head all, all the time. He says, uh, since David has such an obsession with gins, did you hear about uh, Tarantino's new movie? It's called Jingo Unchained. <laughs> He also writes, listening to the backlog of shows, as I'm a relative newbie, started with the 2015 episodes. Funny story, I was listening to the Carl Jung show while working out, and as I went to the shower, Stecco made the Titanic comment. <laughs> I, was in, I was laughing uh, so hard that the other dudes thought I was laughing at their manhood. God, I never laugh so hard. You two hose heads rock. By the way, <laughs> after listening to your Dreams podcast, got to share my worst dream. Strap yourselves in, people. This is why you've been doing the, this is why you've been here for the listener mail episode. <laughs> That's right. A Canadian luchador's dream. Yeah. Had a dream. My penis had arms like little ET arms. It would get mad at me and start to pull out hairs. Uh, he tried to kill it in his dream. Uh, you know, you know what? You don't need it to be Captain Carl to unpack that one, buddy. <laughs> uh, love you, Mr. Z. Thanks, Mr. Z. Thanks. Yeah, seriously. You're oh, a hoser. I, I need. <laughs> You're the hoser. <laughs> Take off, eh? <laughs> I I do need to to see some some more some some, yeah some luchador stuff. Dave, we've heard from Roger 007. <laughs> We're the worst. Oh man. I can't tell you, golden eyes shaped my high school social life. It was pretty thoroughly in college, but equally formative. Oh my God. Golden eye was the shit. And, and Rogue Squadron, Star Wars. But anyway. Uh, hello, guys. 007 here. I, I yeah, guess I should dude, do this yes, properly. Yes, you huh? should. He really should. Hello, guys. 007 here. And I want to start out by saying I freaking love your podcast. You guys are hilarious. You make my days go by so much easier at work when I listen to y'all. <laughs> I mentioned on Facebook you should do a podcast about Eric Dubé's Flat Earth Theory and how ridiculous it is. And I got a response, so I'm really hoping to hear it within the next few months. And so you well, shall. Well, 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 007. Bond. Take, take that to him. Bond, by now you should have already heard that episode. It was encoded so that only you would understand it. The rest of the non-agents only heard an episode about dream interpretation. Bond, this was my gift to you. <laughs> Goodbye, Love Q. <laughs> Grow up, 007. <laughs> Got some mundane superpowers. Bond, I don't know if you ever understood that Ms. Penny is my niece. Please stop telling me about your times with her. <laughs> Penny is the one he, he never got with, though, right? Well, hell if I know. Uh, the ability to get in the fastest checkout lane at the grocery store, but once you get there, your card takes way too long to accept and pisses off everybody else behind you. Straight up superpower. Win-win. That's a win-win. <laughs> Oh, you're paying cash? You can only use change. No dollar bills. Oh, I, I'd be nice if you had that, but you can only pay by check. <laughs> the ability to freeze time indefinitely, but once you unfreeze time, you stay frozen until time catches back up with you 
then you can resume any activities you were doing. That's actually like that's kind well of a, thought out. That's kind of a mind. F- yeah. Right. Cause you think like if you had the ability to freeze time, one of the things you'd use it for is to sleep in in the morning. Right. But then as soon as you, as soon as you unfreeze it. See, then you're frozen for as long as you had had frozen. Right. Is there a that's scenario a by which that's useful? Well, yeah. I mean, you could still rob banks and bring the money home and then you just sit in a room. Oh yeah. I wonder uh-huh. what that would look like to everybody else. That'd be pretty trippy. Yeah, that would be. Weird. That's, That's a, good a good one, though. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. All right. And finally, the ability to solve any physics problem or mathematical equation in your head, but not the ability to explain it to anyone by speech or writing. <laughs> just, just f***ing charades. The, these are these are really, yeah. really. You're, you're, you're a top level player. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Roger 007. Thank you, Bond. Oh, Bond. Behave, Bond. Your country thanks you. Try and bring it back in one piece, 007. <laughs> Got an email from Nerdtastic Emily. She's Nerdtastic. She says, Dear Dave and David, first wanted to compliment you on how well you handled the recent Elisa Lamb episode. The somewhat you. recent Elisa Lamb episode. Oh, this is a pretty recent email. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Managed to do it with tact while staying true to the format of the show. Uh, also has some great show suggestions. And then uh, writes, uh, lastly, there's a new musician I was wondering if you'd heard of yet. He's a ukulele player with a high-pitched voice that sings about ancient Roman philosophy. He's Pliny Tim. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, Keep up the great works. Write again soon. Two, uh, two, three, Ethiopia. She's got got some shadow people stories. (laughs) P.S. The History Channel can suck it for not picking up your show. Yes, they can. They can. Well, you know, maybe they can unsuck it if they pick us up later or now. Yeah. Mm. really you're gonna turn that down mm. Mm. i don't know dude they they might start looking our way since we're number three today yeah we peaked on uh, itunes today well, no we didn't peak we just hit our we set we a record peaked. yeah we peaked for ourselves yeah so we're we're number three in our category second, second mysterious universe <laughs> we're rated above nasa right now a couple <laughs> we, we're rated above nasa a couple of bbc world service podcasts like we're we're doing pretty good we're doing pretty good Oh boy, Brian Brian Denning's gonna be so mad when he hears Oh Oh wait, no he won't. He's, he's not in allowed yeah, jail. He's not allowed to have a podcast. <laughs> the f is that? <laughs> it's in the walls. It's in the walls. It's the squeaky banana. <laughs> okay. Well what what sound does a fucking banana make? If it's squeaky, it squeaks. Okay, well that was a mouse eating cheese. <laughs> is a mouse eating cheese? Everyone, it's a it's a dolphin. If it's anything, everyone, just go ahead and write in and tell him he's wrong. I feel pretty confident on this one. Thanks for judging me. It's a squeaky banana that gets the grease. <laughs> what is up, yo? Don't there's take, a don't take it out on the banana. You're mad at me. <laughs> it's it's a it's a suggestion. Uh, squeaky banana lives in Devon, England. Nice. You live near the uh, Royal Marines Training Center, there, do you? Huh? Huh? Isn't that where Wolf Brazier was born? That's where he was born. Wow. He grew up in London. That's why the accent's different. Gotcha. Shut up. <laughs> um, it wasn't a West Sussex accent. I could tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, uh, the squeaky banana has a so- show suggestion about uh, the time the devil came to Devon. And this is the story. I don't know if you've heard this, but there were, there were hoof prints in snow that went up, like up to a barn. And instead of like, ending or turning around they like went up the side and over the top and down the barn and <sighs> never mind on. that who f- played the fiddle against him 
Uh, but that's a that, that's a fun one. That's a fun story. We might be able to to suss that out at some point. But there is a pointless superpower. Bring it. You can walk really, really fast, but only while looking at your phone. Ooh. Yeah. As soon as you look up, you go back to normal. That's like speed. That, that eyes closed super speed thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Ooh. a good one. Thank you, Squeaky Banana. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a mouse. <laughs> it's in the walls. Uh, how about Bobzilla? The eight is silent. The eight is totally silent. Hail and well met, you beautiful bastards. <laughs> I love this already. I was wondering how I can get some of your calling cards so I can spread the good word of blurry photos. Amen, brother. Preach, preach. <laughs> I have found my congregation lacking the proper oral stimulation to lift them from the stagnation of their dis- from their designation as the millennial generation. Stagnation of their designation. <laughs> yeah, you got this. You're on it. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. They need to raise their eyes from their tech station trance, pull their minds from the tumbler trap, free themselves from the Twitter terror. They need to ingest your knowledge of the unknowable. They need to suffer the punishment of your pawns. The followers of the Charles Fort Cabal. Copyright Shadow Works, indeed. Uh, Need your guidance. Reverend Bob Zilla, the great and powerful. Well, the aid is silent. It says not a word. (laughs) At the Charles Fort Cabal, our motto is, we are the fortunate followers of the fort. (laughs) What is next for Charles Fort Cabal? I really got to get at least a couple of followers. By the power of Fortians everywhere, I salute you good and wise and sexy in the pants, gentle hams. Uh, (laughs) Reverend Pope St. Bobzilla, part two, KSC, P-O-P-E-E-D-R-E-L-F-P-H-D-M-O-T-H-R-A-C-S-A, R-H-P-S, 23-S-K... I think that's a skidoo. U L C D O T D G A P A P S T E S D A L P O T L L L D D E G A C P I F C D M C Virginia Chapter C I A F B I N S A A B C C E O S Quire. All hail Discordia. All hail Fort. All hail Eris. He's got a lot of learning. And, and just for fun, all hail yourselves. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for Say me. Say hi to your mother for me. Thank you, Reverend. Thanks, Rev. Dave, we've heard back from. Good friend of mine, Who's Nathan that? Cotter. <laughs> he says, thanks Mr. For, Cotter, he's th- never heard in his life. Thanks for reading my previous email, calling me a model American, and then proceeding to list dick and poop jokes I wrote. Well, they're one and the same. <laughs> Here's some more mundane superpowers. Hit it. The ability to not hear anyone tell you about their eating or exercise habits unless you ask them about it first. New Year's resolution. Shut the hell up. <laughs> the ability to make any driver who cuts you off have to engage in a three-hour conversation with a loquacious gossip they work with, whose name is Rachel, just outside of the door of their destination. Road rage. <laughs> it's an involved one. Yeah. Uh, the ability to read the minds of people who you just don't give a shit about. Hellepathy. <laughs> the ability to hear bad news as though the person telling it has just sucked air from a helium balloon son of a pitch <laughs> I like that one and a power that keeps your pillow cool a head cold zing I see what he did that and then he's got a few I puns thought was, I thought it was going to be Billy D. Williams Colt 45 <laughs> my 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 what have we here <laughs> Chewy hit the hyper <laughs> A person who has way more attitude than necessary. Probably a, a cryptid who has way more attitude than necessary. Mm-hmm. Sasquatch. I believe we have a Sasquatch. <laughs> Inner peace through cannibalism. Zendigo. <laughs> Dave, it's not real. 
And then he has a couple of show suggestions. Nathan, you're a great man. You Thank are. you for writing in. Thanks, Nathan. Got one from Ryan. He writes, hey, Daves. Well, hi, Ryan. Uh, have you considered doing an episode on uh, Polybius, which I have heard about this before. It, this is a real thing. It's a mysterious arcade game that supposedly brought misfortune on arcade goers in Portland back like in the super early 80s. People thought it was like some sort of weird uh, government secret testing thing. It was supposed to like mess with people. And some people claim they saw it in an arcade. This is a real story. It sounds like wow. I'm making it up. Uh, is that is that Portland, Oregon mm, near the it's, it's, Willamette River? It's, it's, it's called it's Portland. Port, Portland. Portland is what they call it. It's Portland. It's it's in Orizgo. Oregon. <laughs> and says, uh, hit him up if we're ever in New Orleans. He's in New Orleans, huh? Yeah. It looks like at some point one of us talked shit about it, but I've never been to New Orleans, so it must have been you. Maybe it was me. You dick. I'd love to I get to New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans a couple times. I've never been there. It sounds like a fun place. My good friend Rebecca lives there, and she always says it's a ton of fun. It's not a good place in the summer. Too many bugs. Jesus. Every place in the South is terrible in the summer. Well, that's not just New Orleans. Yeah. All right. We got a uh, a couple of emails from Ryan. Another Ryan. Different Ryan. Totally different Ryan. <laughs> he writes, most admirable, loving, and blurry of f- yous to the both of you. Jesus. But mostly me. <laughs> but it says, but mostly Stecco. Oh. Yep. Uh, Un-Jesus. <laughs> uh, you guys are hilarious. You've made uh, the people on my morning bus think I'm crazy. You've blown my mind with your Richard Dreyfus dammits. Way to go, Flora. And your love of puns is greatly appreciated. But you never read my emails, and then while <laughs> listening through your back catalog, I hear you say that if you have to blow up a Gotham, it should be Pittsburgh. No fucking way. Clearly, LA is the Gotham to blow up. He's got a lot of reasons to back himself up here. That might be a misunderstanding. I, I don't know if we were saying, if, if there was a blowing up, that we should do it. I think we were saying that Pittsburgh would make a good Gotham. Not that it should be blown up. I, we were probably talking shit about Yinzers. Maybe, but I, I remember saying, because I went to Pittsburgh once, and I was like, man, there's a lot of like Art Deco kind of stuff that I, that I saw. and like They got good sandwiches there. And, and I don't know. I, I, I was just, know. My point was that Pittsburgh I, would make a good Gotham, not that it would make a good place to blow up. I never remember what I say, and I never think through what I say, and I have very little concept of consequences, so it was probably me. Who knows? Well, anyway. But yeah, I know. Yeah, blow see. up LA. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> He's uh, listening to the back catalog, but working his way through it and thought of a few things. As we discussed, we should release a compilation of just our opening bits. Might do well, that. It's a good idea. Um, the amount of, like uh, of <laughs> he writes, the amount of asking listeners for emails that you did in the early episodes has clearly screwed you at this point. Well, yeah. It's a, I, you, you know, have to, right? It's, it's like, it's like saying we're not enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you get, you get screwed but it's, you're kind of enjoying the ride. Is that getting too weird? It's not screwing us is the moral of the story. But you mentioned being behind on emails in the recent episodes, but then you just read the first email I sent three months after I sent it. Yeah, that's pretty standard. I think we're going to fix that. Well, we're getting, we're a lot yeah. closer than we were. True. Even though you probably sent that three months ago. Yeah. Kudos to your dedication. Yeah. That, see, that's the thing that nobody realizes that like, when we're like that late, it's not that we just skipped three months. We're, we're literally still working chronologically through the emails. Then he writes, uh, how about a QVC intro for Dave Stecco's amazing ass wang be gone, also known as swear in a can. <laughs> It'll, I'll be protecting my nuts from afar when you read this as the first thought of all that bleeping may cause Florida to start firing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> how about some mundane superpowers? I'll take them. Octopulence, the ability to have eight times the wealth, reaches, or affluence of the person physically closest to you at that moment. Wow. Fair enough. 
bastral projection, the ability for your consciousness to exist in the same plane as that of a large mouth, small mouth, or sea bass, <laughs> making them easier to find and catch. That's uh, blutation, the ability to transform yourself into any character on the children's program, Blue's Clues. <laughs> Probability manipulation, the ability to make sure your night out is free of douchebags. Oh, I paid for that one. Astral correction, the ability for coworkers with degrees in English to correct minor grammar errors, like an extra comma on the astral plane and leave things, uh, leave things alone in real life. Just get them out of our fucking way. Yeah. Just, you can spectrally edit. <laughs> Keep up the good work. And if you are wondering, uh, I will be ending email, e- e- every email in the same way. <laughs> you Todd Wanamaker, Freebush 2016. No! <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, and then he wants to know, Stecco, how did a, a religious fundamentalist, uh, how did I go from being a religious fundamentalist to a debunker realist uh, or however I describe myself today, uh, uh, via Antarctica, uh, gent- uh, gentleman of leisure. So I describe myself. <laughs> uh, I find it fascinating. Glad it happened because the podcast is hilarious. Freebush 2016. Oh, Watermaker. Oh, you know, I think, I don't, I, I don't think that I'm nothing crazy happening. You, know, you go out, you, 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 you go to college, you, you meet. read diff- a damn book. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you, you uh-huh. meet other people, you, you, you get a more perspective. You, you do a little traveling, you it's meet true. some other strange people that, uh, like the people that you wouldn't think you'd run across. And then you, you spend time with people as opposed to just stare at them from, from 30 feet. You can't help but uh, absorb, you know, kind of some better perspective on and stuff like that. I don't know. I, and I, I don't, I don't know if my results are typical or not. You know, some people stay in the church for their whole lives and it works for them and, you know, good on them. But yeah, for me, it was just uh, travel, uh, going to school, meeting a lot of people and, and just, I, maybe just being open to, to other, other ideas. ideas. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's, there's a nice short version of it. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Laura, I got an email here from your sister. Shut up. Yeah, I actually did. She writes, <laughs> Sandhill Craig. Nice costume. <laughs> Sandhill Craig writes, I've been a longtime fan and wanted to thank you guys again for the entertaining me while I work. I routinely listen to about 20 different podcasts, but I always look forward to my weekly fix of Dave and David is my favorite. NPR's podcasts are like broccoli for my ears, but blurry photos is like steakums for my soul. <laughs> oh, it probably mm. is though. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just, uh, I knew a guy from Mexico who claimed to be a Wendigo. His name was Juan Diego Zing. He was recently <laughs> involved Diego. in a heated legal battle with a crowdfunding company over the name of his new motivational screaming business, Wendigogo. <laughs> Juan Diego later partnered with the besmudged car maker Volkswagen to create an all new camper van. The design marketed uh, tagline was from here to Tobago. When it, when Tobago will keep your inner baby froze, yo. <laughs> Jeez Louise. That's thorough. Sales have been lackluster. <laughs> No show suggestions, but I love your intros uh, and have made myself laugh imagining you guys doing the Alex Jones voice, blowing the lids off all kinds of mundane things like pots, pans, jars, <laughs> Pringles, containers. That would uh, be a great superpower. That would. Blow the lid uh, off it. Boosh. <laughs> uh, cheers. You, you guys want some chips? Salsa? <laughs> Let me just, just blow, blow the lid off this party. <laughs> Can I open that beer for you? No. <laughs> uh, I got an email from Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Shannon writes, hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Just to note to let you know how much I love your, (laughs) just to note to let you know how much I love your podcast. I listen on the hidden iPod at work clandestine (laughs) and it gets me through the long, boring retail day without running, screaming under the street. Thank you for all your hard work. I've listened to all the episodes that we have on iTunes 
I'd like to listen oh. to your older archive on my iPod, but I'm never in front of a computer long enough. Is there a way to download these older shows? I want to keep them forever. Oh, well, you can, well, I mean, you can do it overnight. I don't know. Yeah. I think what you could do is you can download them from the website. They mm-hmm. are downloadable and then reload them into iTunes and slap them onto your iPod that way. Yeah. Yeah, like right-click, save as kind of thing. Yeah, well, you know, because most of the times iTunes, like, do you want me to be the default player? When you click on an audio file, it automatically imports it into iTunes, and you could drag it onto your iPod. There you go. Yeah, I just solved a tech problem. I never had an iPod, so I, you know, I never got around. I still do have a couple that I use in my house. They, I, like, I have one in my bathroom, and I put the remote. It's one of those little stereo things you can stick oh, one yeah. in. And I have the remote, and I put it in a tiny plastic bag, so in the shower I can change songs. Because sometimes I really want to belt it out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a way to do it. I mean, I feel like the old school iPods now are because they're they're they they're discontinued. Like they're yeah. they're very precious. Yeah, yeah. They do have a they have a lifespan, man, and they're they're dying out. They're like Tamagotchis. I mean, ask uh, Nathan Capisser over on Fairpoint Podcast. He'll tell you. Yeah, that's he, right. He is an avid iPod uh, lover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. What do you got, Flora? Got one from Tio de la Norte. Adios, mia. While listening to the portion of our Wendigo show, this popped into my head. There's a show based in northern Canada where a chemistry teacher is secretly making drugs. Breaking Wendigo. Is the drug farts? <laughs> yes, it is. Got a couple good uh, show suggestions, too, there. Thank you, Tio de la Norte. Gracias, mi amigo. Not Tio like uncle, though. Oh. So keep that in mind, Teo. Dave. Teo. You're enough. right, Teo. Fair enough. Sorry. All right, got an email here from Todd. X. Uh, flexing. All right, Todd, I want you to shake it off. I want you to get a little bit of that uh, recovery beverage right now. I want you to stretch it out, do a couple of those pot stirs, soup spinners, or whatever the f*** they're called. <laughs> Fries bad, Coca-Cola bad. Oh, no, I said it. <laughs> Drink your water, people, now. All right, here we go. Uh, the window episode just hit the listener mail segment. No mention of the killing of Tim McLean. You recall the unfortunate man that was beheaded on a Greyhound bus and then eaten in front of the other passengers until the authorities removed his killer. That's true. Hey, we didn't. I, we didn't I, go over I, that. I did, yeah, but I don't. I never. I didn't see anything that linked him to Wendigoism. Well, that, that guy was just whacked out of his skull. But maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, eating. I mean, eating somebody. Of course, you know. Yeah, you would, it, But actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it is kind of weird that that didn't come up. <laughs> It never linked to it in, in the yeah. research that we found, but sometimes we don't do well with the modern stuff. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> he uh, likes he made that we made a great the state reference. It was almost certainly me because I wish no, yeah, that was all you. I've never um, seen it. How about an ang campaign like Dan and Dave's failed Reebok campaign? Would that be like Dave versus David? Do you remember Dan and Dave? They were they were like Reebok had this whole campaign because they were both uh, athletes in the, in the decathlon and the. Oh, early nineties Olympics, but then one of them failed to qualify. So they, they just, it just fell apart. Wow. No, yeah. I, I don't remember that at all. And we are still the leader in all things weird. More bullstone as I have an insatiable hunger that can be, that can never be full stone. Oh, <laughs> oh. slats. Thanks, Todd X. <laughs> and finally, Flora rounding out this, this is it. We're f- caught up dude well we're almost caught up well, here's almost, a caveat yeah, a little little asterisk we have set aside a bunch of puns because we were planning an epic punny road journey but yeah this is run long but this has gone so long we're gonna put that on uh look for it in a couple episodes yeah we've already recorded the episode that's coming well 
Maybe the next. I don't know. I don't know when this is coming out. So you're I, gonna I can't get it. it. You're gonna get a penny road. Yeah. Maybe maybe if we've already done. I don't know. All right. So here is uh here's the last email. It's from Tom. Tom has a question because he's he says I'm very curious. Where do you get all your custom made Lego men? Oh. oh. Okay, I'm looking away because Flora just went from six to midnight. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Here's the deal. He doesn't wear pants, people. I can't emphasize this enough. <laughs> <laughs> the the Legos of me and Dave, I got those at the Lego store down on uh, Michigan Avenue here. Those in, are in certified Chicago. genuine Lego products. You, they have a little yeah. uh, a little certificate of authenticity kiosk where you can. They have like a ton of faces and a ton of bodies and uh, accoutrement and stuff you can put together, you know. Yeah. And, and there just happened to be a couple that looked like me and Dave. And of course, I had to I had to futz with the little goatee on yeah. mine, but because they don't make evil Legos and goatees are inherently exactly. Evil. Now the thing is, the rest of the Legos are uh, minifigures that they sell individually mm-hmm. um, that you have to you have to actually buy. They they come out with different series. So you should post a picture of the collection because I I mean it's it's powerful. Well it may, is maybe. it's impressive. Gosh, they actually just released I think they just released a new one. I need yeah. to it's got a lot of good ones. Yeah you, anyway you should you should release a picture of that and don't forget to to recreate my 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 favorite joker that I ever made. I remember that. Flora's got the Back to the Future DeLorean set. And then he, amongst his many, many figs, um, I, I had, cause you know, there's, there's like Doc Brown screaming. And so I put Lego Abraham Lincoln under the front wheel with Doc screaming. <laughs> I was really proud of myself for that. One. It was a good one. But yeah, so, so most of them, the majority of them, uh, except for me and Dave aren't custom made. They're just, um, what, what Lego releases in their minifigure series. Well, not to mention, you have a, a fair amount of weird, uh, cool, like really well-made knockoff Legos that aren't necessarily... That's true. There's a lot kid. of Chinese Legos that are superheroes. And then there's a really cool uh, place you can go to called uh, Brick Warriors that makes like accessories that you can equip your Legos with. Like, so they have a lot of swords and weapons, armor... There's one cool thing. Wings. It's like it's like armor you put on the Lego, but it has two head attachments, so you can make two headed Lego men. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's fun. There's like a buzzsaw hand and yeah, dragon wings and stuff. Minotaur so, you know, head. I try to use them as as much as I can. Yeah, then I feel good about spending the money on yeah, them. Yeah, it's but justified. It's justified, but that's it's a that's how I do expense. it. That's how I do it. <laughs> Thank all of you so much for writing. And uh, thanks for and, your patience. And God. How happy are we all going to be that I can stop my f***ing three-minute apology at the end of every episode about this? We are caught the f*** up with emails. We got a punny road coming out to catch up on those. Man. There's there's a, a few, a scant few that have come in since uh, recording this. Yeah. We will get yeah. to, but they, at least they are like yeah, within the it. last week. I can finally feel clean again. <laughs> I can respect the man I see when I look in the mirror and then also myself. And hopefully it doesn't <laughs> that take guy's me in a my m- bathroom every day. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't take me a month to edit this and get it out. That would be hilarious. That's, that's the other thing. Actually, that, that did, that's what that happened, happened this right? fall. Yeah. Jeez. So it took us like two and a half, three months to get that one out. So that we're like, Oop. anyways. Yeah. There you go. Thank you guys so much for sitting through all this. You guys are glorious. Thank you for writing. Please continue to do so. It does not screw us. No. And if it does, it does it in the good way. <laughs> in the good way. <laughs> the American way. You know how to find us. Yep. Blurry underscore photos on oh, Twitter. Let's do this Blurry photos real. podcast on Facebook. Let's do it real cash. You know where we're at. Hit us up. Hit us up on the iTunes. Yeah. Of course, you're already on there probably. 
Yeah. All you got to do is click five stars, give us a good review. Oh, yeah. You know what? Doesn't take a lot to go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. You get yourself an audiobook out of the deal. It's so free. So So great. If if you enjoy the grating sound of my voice and the melodic sound of Mark Soloff's voice, check out uh, Blaster Podcast. I did uh, an episode of Muff Movies. Uh, Mark and I uh, improvise from memory uh, the entirety of Goodfellas. I think the first half, the first half came out already. And I think the second half should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, so check that out. If you, if you just can't get enough of, of listening to someone be better at this than me <laughs> and two people being better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so check that out. And, uh, man, 2016, we're doing it. Uh, don't forget. We got to get those likes. Well, I mean, not likes. Uh, yeah, we got to get those likes on Facebook. If we get one Thildo, Florida, Florida gets a tattoo and, and you guys are picking the tattoo. So I'm not signing any anything about this, dude. You know that's it, why it used to be New Year's. Here's the thing, Flora. And now, now it's, it's now that's it's next what makes season. It, that's what makes it a gentleman's next time agreement. It's be we ghost don't need stories. to dirty this with paperwork and pens and analysis. It's a gentleman's agreement. I see no brandy here. I'm absolutely. I see no cigars. Going to ins- I'm going to ensure that if we get one thousand before the drunken episode, you will wake up with a tattoo. If we start making money to pay the rent with. I'll get a tattoo of the logo. If we make more than that, I'll get whatever tattoo you want. Okay. Perfect. System is down. <laughs> <laughs>